So welcome to the Earning the Push podcast, a brand new show for wrestling fans to do the two things that we love most. Talk about the current wrestling scene and what we would do if we were in charge. It is a place for views and opinions where everyone is welcome and we want you to get involved. We'll be telling you all the ways you can do that in a moment or two. But for this first episode, we thought you would like to get to know us and why we love wrestling so much. My name is Jack Murley. I'm a professional broadcaster and alongside me each and every week is pro rugby player athlete extraordinaire charlie beckett charlie exciting times we are back mate i'm so excited it's been a long time since we sat down and done this together recording it we do this most weeks over text or over the phone where we talk about what's going on and what we do and we end up uh, having conversations that might be five minutes that drag on because they end up fantasy booking everything that's going on uh, but yeah it's been a while since we've sat down and done this properly so i'm really excited mate it's uh, it's an exciting thing to do and buzzing to get into it and um share our crazy views on wrestling so what we used to do is charlie and i first met when i was working uh, for the bbc in the channel islands where charlie was playing rugby for the jersey reds and the rfu championship and you couldn't physically or mentally get two people who were further apart we are the definition of chalk and cheese but it was wrestling that brought us together yeah, absolutely, mate. Like you say, part of the fact that you were commentating on rugby and I was playing it, there isn't really many ways our lives cross, are there? But actually, that's one of my favourite things about wrestling is this sense of community that actually you can find two people who are at complete opposite ends of the social spectrum who have no reason to really communicate or their lives intertwine. And actually, we're very good mates now. We have been for about three years now. We speak most weeks, not just about wrestling, just about each other's lives and everything that's going on. So that's one of my favourite things about wrestling. And if we can do that through this podcast, that if we get a bit of sense of community and people talking about it and people meet each other and have conversations, I think that's a really great thing. So the way this podcast will work each week is we're going to split it into two parts. The first part is going to be looking at the current wrestling scene, what's happening on Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Impact Wrestling, AEW Dynamite, whatever catches our eye. And the second part will be fantasy booking, where we'll take a topic We'll throw it out there and we want you to tell us how you would book it if you were in charge of a federation. Now, you can get in touch by tweeting or DMing myself or Charlie. I'm Jack underscore Murley. Charlie is Charlie underscore Beckett. And you can email the podcast as well at earningthepushpodcast at hotmail.com. That's earningthepushpodcast at hotmail.com. It is a community show we want everyone to get involved with. We'll talk fantasy booking a bit later, Charlie, but people who are stumbling upon us who want to know what we are about and how we like wrestling, everyone has an origin story when it comes to loving wrestling. How did you first get into it? Can you remember the moment? I can remember how I stumbled across loving it, and then I remember the moment that it gripped me. I remember there's one specific spot and a specific match that gripped me, and I was like, okay, this is the best thing I've ever seen. So we didn't have Sky TV um, at home growing up, but my grandparents did. And on a Tuesday evening, myself and my cousins, there was me and my two sisters, and then we have uh, three cousins who are all the similar age. My grandma would pick us all up from school and we'd all go back to my grandma's because our parents were working. And they had Sky TV, and it was replays of Velocity and Heat were on on a, on a Tuesday evening. That was what was on Sky, and we would sit and we would watch for two hours. It was Velocity, then Heat. I think Velocity did SmackDown highlights, Heat did Raw highlights, I think, with a few like live matches thrown in. We'd watch them for two hours, and then we'd just do our own wrestling. The six of us would just wrestle. That was what we do, and it often ends in tears, but it was just the best fun. And that was how 
I first stumbled across wrestling. That was probably me at like seven, eight, nine years old. I was doing that. And then I remember watching, and it was 2005. It's a very famous spot. Anyone listening to this will know what I say as soon as I say it. It was in the 2005 Gold Rush tournament. And it's Shelton Benjamin versus Shawn Michaels. That I've been back and watched it since. And that match, it's only a 10-minute match, but it stands the test of time, as you'd expect with those two. But the finish to that match, I thought, at 10 years old, was the coolest, craziest thing I'd ever seen. And for anyone, I know everyone will know what I mean, but I'll just run through it again. Shelton goes for some sort of springboard splash off the top rope, but not off the turnbuckle, off the middle, from the middle of the rope. As he's in midair, Shawn Michaels just catches him with a sweet chin music. And it just is perfect. It's poetry in motion. He gets a three count. And I remember just standing there. like I stood up through excitement for the sofa. My jaw hit the floor. And I was like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then from then on, it's been a fandom. So that was 10 years old. That was 15 years ago. It's just been something that's been part of my life ever since. Like We all go through that part when we're 16, 17, where we think we're too cool for it. I, I absolutely did that. And I probably, I never stopped keeping up with what was going on, but I hid my fandom as much. And then as I became a little bit more comfortable with myself and who I am and what I like, I'm probably like 18, 19, I'm like, nah, this is what I like. I'm not going to hide it. And it's, like I say, I've met you through it. I've met so many great people. I've had so many great experiences that it's, it is, it's one of my ways I escape. Being a professional athlete can be quite high pressure at times. There's huge ups, huge downs. And sometimes it's hard to switch off from rugby. And one of the ways I do is I stick raw, smack down NXT, dynamite. I put something on and I just watch it and, everything goes away and I'm just immersed in wrestling. It's such a huge part of my life that I love. In my day job, I do a podcast with LGBTQ plus athletes. And what you just said there about wrestling is almost exactly what they say about coming out. And there is that moment where you're sort of like, I think that person's a wrestling fan. I think they might like wrestling as well. Yes, I'm yes. going to throw I'm going to throw in a reference and I'm going to see if they look at me like I'm yes. a, a moron or if they know it as well. I had I had an exact moment like that in the changing rooms um uh, in the Les Tigers Academy with Paolo Adogwu who now plays for Wasser just in the England squad brilliant and a very good mate of mine. Paolo and I again we play rugby together but we're actually very different people of I'm not a particularly cool person. Paolo is one of the coolest people I know like everything about him his fashion his music he's, he's just very on the on the pulse of everything. So we weren't particularly close in the academy, but I remember we were in the changing one day and wrestling came up as a topic. And people were just saying things that they were butchering it, things like, oh, when the rock hit that stunner, and I'm like, oh my God, no, the rock's finishing move wasn't the stunner, you morons. And I'm sat there, and I could just see that Paolo's also ticking on the other side of the changing room. And like you say, I can't remember what I said, but I said something that only wrestling would understand, but I could see him listen. I remember after I went to, I was like, you were... You watch a bit of wrestling, do you? He's like, oh, yeah, you know, I, I keep up to date. I said, did you scroll this week? He was like, yeah. I was like, did you smack down this week? He was like, yeah. And he went, have you seen this NXT that started to take off? I was like, yeah. And from then on, we've been regal mates at wrestling. We go to shows together. We talk most of what's going on. It's that moment of you looking at each other going, are you, are you in the wrestling closet? Are you, are, you, are you hiding this? And then, like you say, it's almost, and I don't know what it's like to come out. I'm a heterosexual man. But it does feel like that moment of feeling like, yes. I am a wrestling fan. Here I am. and I'm going to embrace it. We have the whole world to see. Exactly. It's exactly what it's like. And that's what this podcast is about. At Charlie underscore Beckett is him. I am Jack underscore Murley. Earning the push podcast at hotmail.com. One thing that wrestling fans love doing is fantasy booking. And that's going to be a big part of this show. And we'll talk more about that after the break. Um, I think we should do a little bit of a quick fire here, Charlie, as we get okay. to introduce ourselves to fans. I took the liberty 
of writing a few questions that I haven't right. told you about. No, you haven't. You've done things like this to me before on shows. This always ends badly for me. I just want to, you, you always enjoy this. It always ends up with me making some hideous error or making an absolute fool of myself. So I'm You're going to be fine. You're going to be fine. I love the fact we're talking about this previous one we did. I feel like we should have changed our gimmick names. Like you should be Buck, I don't know, uh, Be- Beck Charlson and I should be yes. J.M. Kerno or yes. something. We're like, we're like fake Diesel and fake Razor Ramon. <laughs> You can be fake Diesel. I haven't got the body for Razor a moment. I'm not sure I do either, mate. I'm not sure I do. So, look, questions that wrestling fans always ask each other when they get together for the first time. That's what we're all doing. We're getting together on this podcast for the first time. So, who is your favourite current performer? Any roster, any place, who is the one that is number one for you? This is a really weird one because he's only just come back after being in the wilderness for so long. So, I'm... I'm going off how I remember him at his best in NXT and what they could do with him on the main roster. I love Alistair Black. I've got all the time in the world for Alistair Black. And the way he's being treated actually genuinely upsets me a little bit when I think about it. Actually, the way they're being presented and how they're doing now, I think probably Bianca Belair. I think she's just unbelievable. And her matches, I love what her and Sasha at WrestleMania is one of my favourite matches, women's or men's ever. I thought it was just almost perfection. Um, and I love anything she does. I love her gimmick. And I love watching her in the ring. I'm a big, big Bianca Belair fan. Favourite match ever, Charlie. There's one you can take away with you to a desert island. You can fire up some sort of screen. One match from, let's go from the opening package to the final ring bell. What are you taking with you? It's an easy one for me, this. and It's not the best match I've ever seen, but I'm sure we will learn more about me as a wrestling fan as this podcast goes on. It's everything I love. My three favourite wrestlers ever involved. So it's WrestleMania 28, end of an era, Taker versus Triple H with Shawn Michaels, a special guest referee. But I need more than the M bell. I need it to go until the three of them are at the top of the ramp and then they walk off. I need that moment as well. I need them arm in arm at the top of the ramp, walking off what should have been potentially into the sunset together. That's a different story. But yeah, that whole match, people say it's too long. It's a bit too am dram at times with Hunter screaming, end it, Shawn, or I will. But I just love it all. It's just everything I want. It's almost that match is... In a way, they couldn't have foreseen a prototype to the Thunderdome era where they get the camera in really close, they mic it up, you can hear the conversation. We saw with um, Roman Reigns against Jey Uso, that similar sort of style, the talking, the taunting, um, everything old becomes new again in a way. Yeah, absolutely. And going back to your previous question, I was very close to saying Roman Reigns, which we've had conversations before when we've done shows in the past in years gone by where I've just hammered Roman Reigns for just being boring, being predictable, the way WWE presented him. I don't think I ever want the Tribal Chief to lose the Universal title. He is he is box office much must-watch right now. He's probably, after Bianca, probably my favourite thing in wrestling. I will not miss a Roman Reigns segment. I will not miss them because they just they are must-watch. And as we move along with this pod, we will be doing fantasy booking of the tribal chief. That will, I'm sure, be one of the categories we get onto. Here's one that every wrestling fan has. The moment that makes them embarrassed to be a fan. Now, I'm not talking about anything political or anything like that. I'm saying a moment that if you were watching wrestling and your folks, your other half, your teammates walked into the room, you would not want it to be on screen. I, I have one, but I'll hear yours. There's a lot of them, first, which is the worrying <laughs> thing. There's, there's a lot of things that happen in wrestling. If someone's not a wrestling fan, they say, why has that happened? You just kind of have to look at them and go, wrestling? Probably the fact that 
Santino Morella won the female Battle Royal at WrestleMania 25 as Santina Morella. And I think that goes back to what you said about how far women's wrestling has come. I think that's that's not a good look for anyone. It's a bit embarrassing all around, isn't it? They thought the best idea for that was a man to win. What, what's yours that you've got straight in mind? On a similar note, and maybe this confused my parents and my grandparents for quite a long time, but it seemed whenever they would come in and I had wrestling on, it would be a Playboy pillow fight or a bra and panties match. And I appreciate possibly for the vast majority of the audience that WWE at the time was going for, those matches were pucker. But for me, when I was trying to get my family on board with wrestling anyway, and I had no wrestling fans in the family, it was just me. And they would walk in and they go, what's this? And I go, well, that's Sable. Uh, That's Tori Wilson. That's Stacey Keebler. That's Jackie Gader. Um, Sable's been on the cover of Playboy. And these two are jealous of that because they want to be on Playboy. So they're having a big fight on a mattress. Can't you see why I love this? Yes. I think on a similar run with that is the whole Edge Elite sex celebration when he won won the WWE title. You look going, who thought that was a good idea? Who thought that's what people want? People who are wrestling fans want to watch this on Raw in 2006, I think it was. It's like, come on. The other one that comes to mind as well is, it's hard to explain why Vince was wrestling God. That's, <laughs> that's a tough one. Yes. I was a, and it's the fact that God got an entrance. God got some theme music and just a spotlight coming down. You're going, how do I explain that? It is that type of thing that makes wrestling so frustrating but you put up with it for the great moments of wrestling as well. Uh, you can get in touch with the show. We'd love you to. Earning the Push podcast at hotmail.com. He is Charlie Beckett. I am Jack Murley. I'm just going back to that Edge and Lita sex show. You are the pro athlete here. Imagine if you just won a big game or promotion or something like that, and you came in and you said, right, how we celebrate? And they say, lads, we've got some beds lined up, a live sex show. Isn't this what everyone does to celebrate um, a big win? You just yeah. wonder what they were thinking. They go, lads, there's a, there's a bed for you all. Uh, your, your significant other is coming down and we're going to get a crowd in. Uh, and off you go. Have fun. This is how, this is how you want to celebrate. Look at what the hell are you on about? What? what? That, that's the thing. Like, you know, you know I like there to be some sort of realistic element to my wrestling. So if you take the realistic element of that, what, let's say Edge just won the title. Why does he want to have sex with Lita in front of 20,000 people to celebrate? What, what, and why does she want to do it? Like, fine, if you want to have sex to celebrate, I get that side of it. Don't do it in <laughs> private. Don't do it in front of 20,000 people. That's the bit that confuses me. Why right. do you want to do that? So that's the bit that is, a, is something that makes us cringe to be wrestling fans. Before we get on to some fantasy booking after the break... What's the one thing that makes no sense to people who don't watch wrestling that you just love, that you can't get enough of, that even if you try and explain it to people outside wrestling and they're just going, what? You go, no, 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 it so, makes sense because duh, duh, duh. So I love it. It doesn't make sense. It's my favourite things in wrestling. And my girlfriend, bless her, has tried to watch it with me a few times. There's some bits she can get behind, but there's some bits she can't. And one thing she really cannot get behind is when in a tag match, For some reason, when you need to make that tag, all the power of being able to move across a ring leaves you as the man in the ring or the woman in the ring. You just crawl so slowly. And then there's so many times that you're like, you could reach him. Like if he leans over and you you could reach him, and then you're reaching out. And somebody doesn't like wrestling, you watch going, well, this is ridiculous. I'm there going, 
reach further, crawl quicker, just screaming at the telly, loving every second of it, like the driver, like, oh, is he going to get there? It makes no sense. Like, I've been tired. I've been absolutely knackered on pitch. If I need to, I'll get across to where I need to quick enough. I won't lose all power to crawl. But then they'll go from that crawl to suddenly, out of nowhere, a huge burst of energy to put a drop kick to put them down and then get across the ring. That That is, from a sporting and physical point of view, makes zero sense. I absolutely love it. See, I thought, and maybe I don't know you as well as I thought I did, I was certain, I'd have put all the money in my pocket, that you would have said The Undertaker. Well, no, because he does make sense in every sense of the word. He does. So I don't need, I don't need to argue that he does because he just does. What's that? He's a half-dead man that we don't know if he's dead or not, that just pops up and sometimes comes out of a casket, sometimes rides a motorbike, and uh, in his last ever match did some teleporting. Yeah, fine. I'm on board with that. That makes sense. What you will learn as we go along is that Charlie Beckett is perhaps the biggest Undertaker fan in existence. I would say he's a bigger Undertaker fan than Michelle McCool. I'd say he's a bigger Undertaker fan than Kane. He is the biggest Undertaker fan who has ever lived. Uh, look, we're going to take a pause. We'll be back after the break when we will talk more about fantasy booking. It's the Earning the Push podcast with Charlie Beckett and Jack Murley. Welcome back. Part two of the Earning the Push podcast, a show by wrestling fans for wrestling fans. Each week, we're going to cast our eye across what's happening in the world of wrestling for part one of the show. Part two of the show is always going to be about fantasy booking. It is the thing that wrestling fans love doing the most. We want you to get involved on this each and every week. We'll explain how in a moment or two. But Charlie, when you are wrestling fans, and again, this is how we became friends, and someone says they shouldn't be doing that with Wrestler X. They should be doing Y. It doesn't matter what time of night it is. It doesn't matter how little battery you have on your phone. If the idea is there, it has to come out. Absolutely. It's one of those where whether you agree and you're bouncing off each other with ideas or if you wholeheartedly disagree and you're debating why your idea is better. If you think you can do a better job than WWE, AEW, Impact Wrestling can do with that angle, with that wrestler, you are going to say it. And we all sit there and we watch you go, oh, I wouldn't have done that. Or, oh, I would have done that. And we all have ways we want things to go. It's, it will fill hours and hours of days where there's nothing else going on. Or sometimes there may be other important things going on and you'll do this instead. We sit and we fancy book. And I said, we've had so many conversations about it that it just made sense to try maybe record them, see if people enjoy listening to them, to see if people agree with us, disagree with us, get involved, send theirs in. I just feel like it's something like we've said off air. It's something all wrestling fans do. So why not try and build a bit of community around it and hear what everyone thinks and have those debates on a wider scale? It is an outlet. It is a safe space where you can get these ideas out and then we'll let other people chip in what they love, what they don't love. Now, we're going to start this properly in, in our first proper podcast. This is a taster. This is to give you a sense of us. But I can tell you the first thing we will be fantasy booking is John Cena's last run. John Cena's last run. So if you've heard this and you want to get ahead of the curb, we'll start this properly next week. But how would you round out John Cena's time in the company? Uh, you can message Charlie, Charlie underscore Beckett, myself, Jack underscore Murley. You can email the podcast as well, earningthepushpodcast at hotmail.com. That's earningthepushpodcast at hotmail.com. Descriptions of all of that, by the way, in the description box of this episode. Our first fantasy booking will start next week with 
John Cena's last run. We'll give you some more details on his past, some things you might want to throw in. The joy of a good wrestling angle, Charlie, for me, is you can have a five-star match, 30 minutes, athleticism. It can be the greatest athletic display you want, but it won't compare to Linda McMahon coming off her chair at WrestleMania 17 and kicking Vince in the nuts because one has story, the other doesn't. Without story, wrestling is nothing. Story is everything for wrestling, and I would always rather a decent match that is full of emotion and backed up with the story than an unbelievable match that's come out of nowhere because at the end of it, the unbelievable match, I'm like, oh, yeah, that was a great match, but that's not what I remember. Like you say, you remember Linda kicking Vince in the nuts. You remember Tommaso Ciampa turning on Johnny Gargano after that barbaric ladder match. You remember these things. You remember Sean popping out the bottom of the Elimination Chamber and costing Taker the World Championship after he's gone berserk at the Rumble. These these long-term this long booking, this long-term storytelling, that is what we remember. They're, they're things that make you get out. You see, they're what, they're what get the pop. A move, a great move might get a short-term pop, but you're not going to talk about that in five years, ten years' time. We go back and we look at what got our emotions running. It's always the story. It's the variety of ways the story can be told as well. Some of the best storytelling of recent years has been a look or a moment or one single move. And... This is why this podcast is going to be so much fun. You try and explain this to people outside uh, the wrestling bubble and they don't get it. But there have been times I have been watching wrestling moments or matches or angles either culminate or begin. And I have felt it, an emotional gut punch. And I think the time I felt it most, and I think pretty much every wrestling fan felt this way, WrestleMania 30, the end of the streak. I have never felt a wrestling moment or culmination of an angle than when Taker was beaten by Brock. I didn't watch that Mania live because I was training early the next morning. So I remember I, I woke up and I was straight on WWE.com and I saw that it just said 21 on one. I just slapped the laptop down. I was like, nope, nope, don't like that. Not a fan of that. Don't want to know about that. And then I didn't watch it. I read about it. I heard what happened. I heard that Taker got concussed. I heard it wasn't a great. I've still not watched the whole match ever. What I have watched I, this year, actually, I thought, okay. When he, when he retired at Survivor Series, I was like, I owe it to Mr. Callaway to go back and watch this. So I watched the moment that the freak happens. Don't like it. Didn't enjoy it. Felt very sad all over again. Like, it just, we, we will, I'm sure we will get into the streak and how we might have ended it if we rendered all that at some point. But it just, yeah, that emotional gut punch of, like, that's not what any of us thought or really wanted to happen. On the flip side, the emotion you feel at the end of WrestleMania 30 where Daniel Bryan wins the title is the complete antithesis of that. And then my favourite is probably the way wrestling can shock you because we're all very good, especially us more informed, quote-unquote, marquee wrestling fans. We're good at knowing what's going to happen. Ah, well, this is going to happen because of this. So when when Goldberg came back at Survivor Series, I did stay up and watch that Sunday, and he's facing Brock. I remember being there and being like, well, Brock's clearly winning this because not all that long ago, Brock beat Taker's streak and they ain't wasting that on Goldberg. And then in 70-odd seconds, Goldberg beat Brock Lesnar. I remember sitting there. I've, I haven't felt a shock like it. I don't think ever, like, just... I didn't sleep about two or three hours after because I was like, has something gone wrong there? And so what... Just refreshing Twitter on the dirt. She's like, what is going on? And it's the fact that wrestling can make you feel like that is my friend. Like, my favourite sporting moment ever is when Liverpool came back to beat AC Milan at Istanbul. And my favourite thing about wrestling is when they get it right, they can create those moments. That is a once-in-a-lifetime freak moment that happens in sport. When they book it right, when they get the story out, wrestling can make those moments for you. 
And I know how that made me feel. And the fact that this, this brilliant thing can make me feel like that again at times is why I love it. And why sometimes I get so frustrated with it, because I'm like, you can make me feel so brilliantly great. Why are you making me feel so rubbish by being rubbish, WWE, especially WWE at times? Why are you doing this wrong? And that's where the fantasy booking comes in. And it's also because wrestling is this unique form of entertainment. You don't sit and watch Wolf of Wall Street or, you know, a film and go, I wish they were doing more with DiCaprio. Don't they know that Meryl Streep is a better actress than this? Oh, if they only just put this person, Saoirse Ronan, into a different position, it'd be a whole different film. But because wrestling is based on that feedback and the fans and the frenzy, you do feel invested in it, in the booking side of things, more than any other art form. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. I think we feel, because we're fans of it and we give live feedback, that we have a say and our opinion should be considered. I think you've seen that with the pandemic of how important the fans are and having fans back at WrestleMania, whether it's safe or not, is a different different conversation entirely. But the fact they were there in Raymond J Stadium and the noise they were making was incredible. And I think you see that now. And that's why you don't do that with films or with TV shows. But wrestling, you do, you say, if they did this, it will be better and they can. So why aren't they? On this podcast, Anything can happen that you want to book, and we're going to try and get you involved in as many ways as we can. In the coming weeks, and you don't know this yet, Charlie, we'll be doing the resurrection of Bray Wyatt and your Money in the Bank storyline from the match to the cash-in, how you would book it with the current roster. But we will kick things off next week with John Cena's final run in WWE. How would you book the Doctor of Thugonomics, the man who has defined WWE for the best part of a decade and more, Jack underscore Murley on Twitter, at Charlie underscore Beckett on Twitter for him, earning the push podcast at hotmail.com. One final part of the pod, Charlie, is where we remind ourselves that wrestling is only one part of life. We all exist outside the wrestling bubble. You as a professional rugby player, me as a professional broadcaster. But we can apply some wrestling terminology to day-to-day irritations and things we'd like to see more of. This is a segment we call Earning a Push and Back to Developmental. The things we want to see more of and the things we never want to see again in day-to-day life. What this week for you is earning a push? So you are one of maybe the four people in the country who will not relate to this, but Line of Duty is earning the push from me this week because, oh, my days. So I'm not sure when this will be going live, etc. but as of recording this, we've just seen episode six of series six, the penultimate episode of, I don't know if this is going to be the last series or the penultimate series, but, oh, my, Jack, it is all kicking off, and I am glued to the television nine till ten and then the rest of my week from that sunday night is just theories myself and my sister sarah do not stop talking about it all week until we then watch it next week and we're wrong all our theories are wrong and then we have loads more theories so that is what's earning the push for me at the moment line of duty is just the best thing on tv but wouldn't it be great i do know a little bit about it if kate at the end of this final episode pulled off a hood and went, it was me, Hastings. It was me all along. Proper Vince McMahon style. I just think if that happened, I would pop so hard. But there'd be maybe 
13 people in the country of the crossover of wrestling and live bands, you would love it. And the rest just like, what the hell has happened there? You'd need to dub in JR going, ah, oh, son of a bitch, and just get that all in there. That's that's how they would do it on Raw. They would yes, end it that yes, way with a Vince reveal. Yes. That's what you're pushing, a bit of Call of Duty. Oh, I keep saying Call of Duty. I've done it on my radio show in the week as well. Every time I talk about it, it's Call of Duty. Um, you're pushing line of duty. What are you sending back to developmental? What aren't you liking? I'm not actually even sending it back to de- developmental. I am ending the contract of this thing, and I'm future not, endeavoring. I'm no, I'm not wishing it any luck in its future endeavors either, either because I'm just sick to the back teeth of this. Um, it's abuse online of people, mate, on Twitter especially. Um, it's just, it's awful. I don't get it. I don't get why people want to sit there on their computers or their phones, or whatever, and it'll be accounts that are at zero two four six eight an egg is their profile picture and all they will do is abuse people and I don't what I don't see what joy they're taking out of it I just don't get it and I I get some professional athlete I've been called all sorts of things but it's war for ducks back it's the sexist the racist the homophobic abuse that is genuinely damaging especially when mental health is such a big thing at the moment and there's so much awareness around the damage this can do to mental health and how it's genuinely a killer suicide is a huge killer in this country and people are sat there just abusing people online and they have no way to answer to it because no one knows who they are. And you're seeing it a lot with racism in sport at the moment, especially in football. And the fact that these huge social media companies really aren't doing much to stop it, uh, it's, it's sickening, really. And, yeah, I've got no time for it. It's probably, probably the biggest scourge on, on social media at the moment, I think, and it needs to be fixed because... It's just doing so much damage to so many good people. Um, and yeah, I've gone all day about it, but that is that is being kicked to the curb with no good luck messages for their future endeavours. See, I'd agree with everything you say there. You put me in a bit of a difficult position <laughs> because mine could not be less important or more frivolous no, but than that. We need, we need a bit of non-important. That's far too serious for a wrestling podcast. So what, right. what, what are you giving the push to? What's getting the push from you, mate? Fire hydrants. And specifically, having to identify them to get things I already own. So hang you on, know, so hang on, hang on. Is this is this is this getting the push? Or is this going to developmental? This is this is going to developmental. Right. I'm, okay. Okay. You know, if you are looking to uh, buy something on social media, or you're looking to log into your own account, and there was a point where robots worked for us, right? And okay. now. There's a point where the robots spend all their time getting us, their creators, to prove that we are not robots themselves. And so I spend about 80% of my time working from home, having to log into systems, identifying bicycles, fire hydrants, bridges, zebra crossings. Traffic lights. Yeah. And, and it's, never, it's never clear and obvious. There's always that one teeny corner that is a bit of a fire hydrant in one block. Yeah. Is that it? Is it not? Yeah. Why? Why? We invented these things and now they've turned on us and we're having to prove to them to get our own stuff that we are not robots. Is this the start of Terminator? Is this how the robots take over? <laughs> Wouldn't it be brilliant if that was the next big horror movie that you just couldn't log into your own webmail? And it was no. just, it was inconvenience administratively that bought them control of the whole world. So that is getting kicked to the curb. I'm getting rid of that. Something that I'm going to give a push to, and this makes me sound grumpy as well, fewer baking photos online. Now the restrictions of lockdown are easing. 
there are fewer pictures, and I was guilty of this, fewer pictures of banana bread, fewer pictures of things people have knocked together in the oven. There's more pictures of people outside, and we appreciate this is a global podcast. Maybe in your part of the world it's different, but here in the UK, more pictures of sunshine and people being active and getting to see mates again, and that can only be a good thing. Absolutely. I think the whole as long as it's safe, which seems to be lockdown easing the whole world, and especially in the UK, we need it so much right now. Like just being able to being able to do things and have to second guess if I'm allowed to. Be able to someone say to me, Do you want to do this? And we not go, Oh, hang on. Is that allowed? Just be able to go, Yes, of course I want to meet you in the park. Of course I want to go for a walk. Of course I want to go for a pint. Yes, of course I do. I'm loving that we're being allowed to do more and starting to not have to second guess everything I do. I've got more sympathy for dogs now. Because I always to think, what a simple life a dog has. Gets to go out for a walk, most exciting thing that's ever happened to it. Now I look at dogs and I can see where you're coming from. That one walk a day really kept me going. Um, we will do another one of these next week. Another podcast coming your way next week and every week after that. This is a weekly show. This has been a taster. Next week we start properly. And it's going to be looking at events on Raw, on SmackDown, uh, on NXT, on AEW, on Impact Wrestling. And we will start fantasy booking. The first topic is John. Cena's final WWE run. We'll give you some more background on his history and what he's done that might get the old cogs firing next week. But if you'd like to get ahead of the crowd, if you want to tell us how you would fantasy book, let us know right now. We will be reading these out on air each and every week, and then we'll do a few and we'll go on to the next topic and the next topic. You can email earningthepushpodcast at hotmail.com. That's earningthepushpodcast at hotmail.com. You can tweet at Charlie Beckett. He's uh, at Charlie underscore Beckett, excuse me. I'm at Jack underscore Murley. Who is your handle then? Why are you an underscore? Because I'm an underscore as well. When I made it back in whenever it was, 10 years ago now, I don't know if that Charlie Beckett was taken or I don't know if I thought I had to put an underscore or something in there, <laughs> but I did. And then one of the biggest things that annoys me in my life is that my I'm, I quite like my detail. I quite like things being in order. My Instagram, my Twitter don't match up. It really upsets me. Because at Charlie underscore Beckett on Instagram was taken and it really upsets me. So if you're listening at Charlie underscore Beckett on Instagram, I'm coming for you. What would a wrestling podcast be without starting a feud with another social media company? Uh, right. On that note, we will knock that on the head. Our thanks to Charlie as always. My name is Jack Murley. This is the Earning the Push podcast, a new show for wrestling fans by wrestling fans. We will see you again next week when we kick off properly. Until then, bye bye. <laughs> <laughs>